Um, three things, very quickly. Christmas Day message. What is Christmas not about? That's what I'm going to take you through. Three things that you think or you thought Christmas was about, but actually is not about that. Okay, so three things what Christmas is not about. The first thing then, just my PowerPoint, just got here, guys. First thing is Christmas is not about one day. How many of you know that Jesus Christ was not born today? And some of the kids are saying, that preacher's gone mad, mummy. Of course Jesus was born today. Christmas Day is a day that doesn't actually include the actual birth of Jesus. Jesus was not born on the 25th of December. Now I can hear some of you saying to me, well, how do you know that? Even Alana's looking at me confused, saying, how does he know that? Right? How do you know that on the 25th of December, Jesus was not born? Well, several reasons the Bible makes it very clear to us. You see, December in Israel is wintertime. So it's very cold at that time of the year. Obviously not as cold as down here, but it is cold. And in our Bible verse, we read that there was a census that took place. And here's that census in Luke 2, verse 1. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world, which meant that large amount of people was moving from one area to another area. People were moving around the whole of the Roman Empire to register in different places. Historians tell us that there's no way will Caesar have issued that decree in winter when traveling would have been absolutely difficult for people moving around, especially for Mary and Joseph going 70 miles, roughly, to get to Bethlehem, where Joseph had to be registered. So one of the reasons why Jesus was not born in winter was because it was impossible for Caesar Augustus to issue a decree at that time of the year, probably more time, more like the springtime. Second reason why we know from the Bible why um, Jesus wasn't born on the 25th of December is because we have shepherds watching their sheep at night. Where? On the hill. Now shepherds, if they're going to look after their sheep, we're going to take them in winter and place them in shelter and not in the open field and then bring them out during the day when it's a little bit warmer and the, 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 the dew has risen up a little bit and they can feed on the grass, but they won't keep the sheep out all night. That's why when we read that shepherds were watching the sheep at night, the angels appeared to them, it had to happen in the, in the spring or early summer and not in winter. So, two passages in the Bible very clearly point to the fact that we're all sitting here saying Jesus was born today, but actually he was not born on the 25th of December. And um, it's quite interesting that we know exactly when he died. We know that he died during a Jewish Passover, which is in April time. We know exactly that day. But somehow the Bible is a little bit cloudy, ambiguous about when he was born. The reason why I think that is the case is because every single day we need to remember that Jesus Christ came. 
Not just waiting for the Christmas lights to go on in the high street. Not just waiting for, you know, someone to, um, you know, start marketing half-priced toys in Tesco's. Not just these sort of things. We should be thinking that every day is the day that God has sent his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. What a blessing that is. It's more about not just the very fact that it's a day. It's about the person who came. Look what the Bible says about this person who came. It says this. About Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. Jesus, being a very nature God, was made in human likeness. That is the importance of his birth. Not the 25th of December. The importance of his birth was that he was made in the likeness of man. So first of all, Christmas is not about one day. Second thing, Christmas is not about you. Yeah, really, it is not about you. Now just imagine, you know, every time you wake up in the morning, it's, it's our own fault. I mean, I'm a parent myself. I've made Christmas all about my children. You know, it's all like getting up and making sure, you know, there was times when my kids won't wake up in time. I'm up at five in the morning and they're still sleeping. And I thought, Kim, wake them up and get them out and get the presents out. And we got the presents out, wake the children up and give them the gifts. And we made Christmas all about our children. And I'm sure um, you parents here, your parents made Christmas very important for you. So when you grew up, you thought to yourself, wow, Christmas is all about what I can get and what I can receive and how much I can eat. It's all about me. Well, others may not think like that. They might think, okay, Christmas is not all about me, but Christmas is about doing things for others. I was, um, me and Jeff were having breakfast the other day and we were sitting there and I had a phone call from this guy. And this guy said to me, um, um, he's not a Christian, but he said to me, um, I want to do something for charity, he said. Is your church doing anything on Christmas Day that I can get involved in? I don't nice think to ask. And he wanted to use his time on Christmas Day to help others. That's a lovely thing. I'm not complaining about that. But guess what? Christmas is not about you, and it is also not about others. Christmas ultimately is about one person, and one person only. You would ask me narrow-minded, Jeremy, surely helping others is a good thing? Yes, it is. Surely giving gifts to our children is a good thing? Yes, it is. But ultimately, Christmas is about one person. And I think it was the Bible verse here. It says that she will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. It's all about him. Not about anything else. Because he will save his people from their sins. So, two out of three so far. Christmas is not about one day. Forget about Jesus being born today. All through the year, remember that he came. Secondly, it's not about you or our children or the homeless. I must say, oh, we need to pray for them and love them all. It's not about them. It's about one person. And finally, Christmas 
It's not about one meal. How many of you have already been working hard in the kitchen already? Um, you've already prepared uh, a number of meals. I was speaking to Rose Toy um, on Saturday. 33 people you had to cook for. Wow, sounds like a Christmas meal at the church than and a home family do. People are all getting ready for this meal. I mean, I was already slicing up some turkey before I came to church. You know, we're all getting ready, thinking to ourselves, have we got everything that we need? You know, uh, I was laughing at Jimmy Tibbs today. He said to me, Jerry, I went for a Christmas meal with my daughter and they didn't have any Brussels sprouts. So he didn't have the meal. He left without eating his meal because there's no Brussels sprouts. It's all about the Christmas meal, isn't it? Making sure all the trimmings. You know, I went to the shop the other day, came back, said, Joseph, I've got everything. And Joseph said, Dad, have you got pigs in blanket? I've got the pigs in blanket. So they go back. You know, and so it's all about this one meal. And we're all getting ready, and the table is all prepared, and we've got the crackers there, and we've got, you know, the clean um, glasses. In my mum and dad's house back in the day, you know, certain plates only came out on Christmas Day. <laughs> you know, otherwise they're hidden away for 12 months. Nobody uses them. And on Christmas Day, they come out, and they get laid on the table. They're the most ugliest plates in the world, right? was laid on the dinner table on that day, you know, and that was in my house. Because... Christmas, for many people, is about that one meal. But it's not about that one meal, is it? Look what Jesus says. Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, it's not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it's my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, always give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. That's the one meal. That's more important than any other meal you can think of. How much effort we put into making sure we get the right turkey or the right beef or the right smoked ham or unsmoked ham. How busy are we of making sure we get all the right trimmings and all the right you know, desserts. I remember last year, my wife Kim was laughing at me because I got pulled in by an advertisement by Mark Suspensers. You know, I saw this this dessert for, I don't know, 20 pounds. And I went to buy it. And King goes, you're foolish. Why did you come do that for? And it tasted horrible. <laughs> you know? I mean, you get pulled in. Because it's all about making sure you buy the right sort of stuff. But here's one meal that Jesus says is far more important than any other meal. It starts there. It says that I am the bread of life. He who feeds on me will never go hungry. And he who believes in me will never go thirsty. Look to me, says Jesus, for I will give you true life. But not only did Jesus say that in the in, in, um, in New Testament, I love what it says in the Old Testament. Not just about what he's going to give us now, the life, eternal life now, but look what he says in the Songs of Solomon. He brought me to the banqueting house and his banner over me 
was love. I want to tell you this morning, we've all got little tiny banqueting houses in our own homes. The table's prepared. The family's been invited. The oven's on and the, you know, the flowers and the roasting is taking place and the smells are beautiful in all of our homes, I'm sure. We've all got our little banqueting houses. But there's one banqueting house that God has. And that banqueting house is like no other house. And you're invited. And Solomon says this, he brought me into his banqueting house and his banner over me is love. In other words, don't matter what you've done, don't matter how bad your history is or your background is, don't matter which way you've gone in this world, left or right, and done wrong moves, the Lord loves you so much that that banner over you is love. And he brings you into his banqueting house. I don't just want to end it there by saying, well, we can live as we please and carry on and, you know, just try to be as good as we want to be without Jesus. I want to leave it there because I want us to make sure that Jesus, when he comes into your life, he does come to change you. He does come to make you different. He does come to help you put down the things that you should be putting down. And to take up the things that is pleasing to God. He is working in you to do all these wonderful things. So what is Christmas about? Well, it's not about this one day. Oh, his birthday today. Happy birthday, Jesus. No, he wasn't born today. It wasn't about one day. It's not about you. It's great that you're here. It's great that we love our family. It's great that we want to do things for other people. But guess what? All that's wonderful, but it's not about you or other people. It's only about one person. It's about Jesus. And it's not about one meal. It's about feasting upon Jesus Christ, who said, I am the bread of life. He who feeds on me will never go hungry. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you just for this simple message, not complicated. Thank you that even the young ones here can understand that we've made Christmas so much about other things and we forget the real, the real diamond, the real pearl of great price that is in Christmas. And Father, I just want to pray, oh God, that that banner which is over us, which is love, that banner will move us to live a life that is a little bit more different going forward, Lord. That banner over us, which is love, will cause us to love you and to put you before ourselves. Oh God, thank you so much for your wonderful grace. Thank you so much for your wonderful love. Thank you so much that Jesus, your name, is the one and true name that we need to remember and hold on to. Whatever else comes into our lives, may that name, that name of Jesus Christ, be the most precious name to us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.